Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hey. Welcome back, all of the, the many listeners. The scores of listeners. The, there's there's at least tens of you. Welcome to My Sister Likes Terrible Movies. Um, this podcast where uh, my sister, say hello. Hiya. Bridget here. Bridget here. Um, like, well, she, she loves terrible movies, and I hate them, I can't stand them, I feel very uncomfortable and sad when I'm watching them. I find it difficult to do that thing where you, you watch something so bad that it's good. I wish things were so bad that I want to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's my... Bad movies make you feel down, and I'm trying to show you the joy, and mm-hmm. just the, the pure bliss a truly bad movie can bring to someone's life. Oh, I just, I just don't know that I can do that. Anyway, it's a learning experience, and I'm trying to be open. Uh, yes, so, yeah. in, with that in mind, Bridget, what movie are we watching this week? This week, we're watching a favourite of mine that I only really found in recent years, which is uh, Three Musketeers. It's got Matthew McFadden in it, which is a whole other thing, let me tell you. Who is he? Who, is, who, who are the young people into these days, Bridget? No, it's not a young people thing. It's not I think he's like 40. He's got a terrible scar somewhere in his body. I remember Googling him and being like, it's like Matthew McFadden, and then the next top hit is Scar. And I was like, <laughs> tell me more. Anyway, he's an actor. He's been in loads of things. Um, he was in Ripper Street. Did you watch that? It was on nope. BBC. So good. <laughs> My Sister Loves Terrible TV Shows will be the next sequel, and it's going to be so good. I don't want to watch Ripper Street. Um, he's actually, he was in Anna Karenina, and he's actually a very good actor. And, he, and I say actually, because he is also a good actor in this movie. But um, it's uh, Three Musketeers, and it's just so great. I I do this thing where I'm kind of bored. I, I'll just watch trailers. Sure, yeah. Because I think in a lot of ways, it makes me feel like I've watched the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you get the kind of like sort of release of like adrenaline. You get sort of a bit of a thrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'll watch like two hours of trailers. Yeah. To the point that <laughs> I'm like... Well, now I can't afford to watch any of the movies because <laughs> I've, watched because I've wasted movies. two hours watching yeah. trailers. Yeah, yeah, I spent a movie's worth yeah, of watching, time trailers. watching trailers. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching the trailer for this movie and being like, no, <laughs> no, you guys, I have to go see this. And I think I went and saw it in the cinema uh, when I was at uni. Bridget um, brought this movie to us for Christmas. Once. No, 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 no. What happened was. No. <laughs> You're wrong. What happened was... You I remember asked, the family incident? Wrong. I asked mum for it for Christmas. I was like, I need this physical DVD in my life. <laughs> and I like wrote down like the exact like description of the movie. And I was like, go out and get me it. And then I got it on Christmas Day, Christmas evening, all sitting around. We're like, oh, we'll watch a movie. And I was like, you guys, <laughs> I have the best movie. And we put it on. And I think the family managed to sit through... 30 minutes of it maybe maybe 25 yeah it got vetoed very quickly people were just sitting there kind of going waiting for it to pick up a little bit uh nope Nope. and they literally press eject on my dreams and it was (laughs) awful and i was uh, what does cradling cradling my nude baby dvd going don't listen to them don't listen what does your family exist for if not to press the eject button on your dreams oh but you're all very impressed when i brought guardians of the galaxy then this christmas yeah because that was an actually good movie and you know like our family so is the three musketeers i just don't think that's true okay well, here's my thing about The Three Musketeers. My favourite ever version was the Lady Bird audiobook as read by Brian Blessed. And if you Fantastic. haven't heard... Lady de Winter. Lady de Winter. You, if you haven't heard the tales of three musketeers plus D'Artagnan wandering around Paris, getting into mischief as read by the 
uh, the ebullient and mellifluent tones of Brian Blessed, then you are missing something very key in your life. Yeah, and there's just no way, there's no way this is going to um, to match up. Well, I also came into the Three Musketeers subculture. Yeah. Uh, through, it, uh, through a weird uh, genre or method, kind of. Yeah. Well, I obviously had that children's reading, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. So I knew yeah. the story and I knew the characters, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when I saw this, movie yes after i saw this movie in the cinema i went to a bookshop and bought the book i was like that movie is so good i have to read the book whatever whatever spawned this piece of gold (laughs) i need to know the original and i think i read 100 pages and then was like nah i think i'll just watch the movie again well here's the thing just to put that in context for you guys bridget how many works of fiction have you read in the last say 10 years Finished? Yes. Started. Started, yeah. Let's make it easier. Started six. Finished maybe two. And you were like, you know what I'll do <laughs> as a way to get into fiction? I'll pick this huge tomb by Alexandre well, Dumas. I wonder, I think the book's upstairs, but it's really depressing because I've got a bus ticket as a bookmark in it. Yeah. And it's still there. So it's got this, like, you know, date yeah. when I started to read it. So it's like 5th of March, 2013. <laughs> yeah, you still haven't finished it, Bridget. It's just oh. sitting up there. So. Oh, okay. So I'm like to do, to read list to read list and but non-fiction you get on quite well with you know yeah yeah but, but my, my sister loves brilliant documentaries <laughs> another another podcast <laughs> this is different from the other movies because you have actually seen the first 10 15 minutes of it yeah, yeah. But i think you actively left the room when we put it on <laughs> that year yeah but you probably have got an initial impression if not from this amazing cover <laughs> Anyway. They're all like surrounded by fire. Yeah, yeah. And someone's got a gun. So great. It's... But it's got a good cast. You know, like I said, Matthew McFadden, uh, Mila, Mila Djokovic. Djokovic? She's the, she's the, the beauty. She's, she's Lady of the Winter. Uh, what do you call them? Christopher Waltz. Oh, Academy Award winning Christopher Waltz. Academy Award. And Orlando Bloom. So because you've seen the first 10 minutes, this is a little bit skewed. But yeah. initial impressions going into the movie? Um, I think it'll be a painfully uh, unfunny, uncool attempt to make Pirates of the Caribbean from uh, from the Three Musketeers. No, I, I I'm scowling because you're not you're not meant to compare it to the Three Musketeers. Bridget, you have said this before, and the thing is, Flan, yes, you are. Because they have the title, they have that like the link to the three musketeers subculture, which I assume is like a <laughs> thriving huge, subculture. Huge, huge. Um, three musketeers. Well, I think you just musketon. I keep on telling you, you've got to look at it as an individual piece. Like just well, pretend you don't know the story. Pretend they can't offend you in any way. They can. Bridget, one word to describe how I'm feeling. Yeah, Brian blessed less. Brian Blessedness. Hmm. Overwhelming sense of Brian Blessedlessness. The Brian Blessedness <laughs> the Brian Blessedlessness of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh Bridget, one more to describe how you're feeling. I'm feeling No, we come to the segment of the podcast where Bridget <laughs> thinks of adjectives. I should just have a list of adjectives in front of me. That I can close my eyes and stick my finger on. Just positive ones. <laughs> yeah. Intrigued, 
bad one. But I'm just feeling like I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. And I'm just excited for the little scenes that I know I like. When I go... (laughs) 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 Okay, all right. D'Artagnan, rush forward. Stand and fight, sir, he demanded. Would you dare run away from me in front of a woman? So, we just finished watching The Three Musketeers. Yeah, it was a kind of uh, disruptive viewing of the movie. Mm. I think all of our family members and extended family members came in and out of the room at we some point. We had aunts, we had brothers, we had mums and dads. It was, it was, it felt like, actually, you know, it reminded me of the Christmas watching. We were all <laughs> sitting there. Switched off. Yeah. Um, Flan, why do you like that? <laughs> Why? I'm just going to say it outright. First, right here, right now. I don't want to discuss the movie. I just want to know why you like that. You know, hold on. Let me, let me summarize it. Let yeah. Me, let me do a little synopsis. Describe to the, the people at home. The people at home. <laughs> so far away from where we are. Um, okay. Uh, uh, young king of France. Uh, Europe in a state of unrest. Married to Queen Anne of Austria, the unhappy queen. At his side, Cardinal Richelieu, whispering conspiracy into his ear. Uh, tension within France. The king's guard, the musketeers, are pitted against the cardinal's guards, guardsmen. Um, both apparently have or have a source of authority, but both are in contention with each other. The cardinal seeks to further isolate the king by turning him against his queen. Uh, that's what's happening on the political sphere. In the personal sphere, a young man called Artagnan leaves his town, tiny home in Gascony and goes uh, Gascon and goes to uh, Paris to join the to join the Musketeers. Um, he gets swept up into parliamentary intrigue, and the Musketeers become the Queen's only hope to prove her fidelity to the King. Ah. Whenever the Cardinal seeks to prove that she has betrayed the King by sleeping with an English Lord Buckingham. Who seeks war against France? Yes, they try and frame her to prove uh, the cardinal uh, does this by um, attempting to leave a necklace of diamonds from uh, that the king gave the queen in Lord Buckingham's possession. The musketeers must retrieve the diamonds, bring them back to the queen before the ball commences. That's a story in the book and it's very kind of thrilling and intriguing and there's lots of kind of thing there and in the movie they decide they're going to put blimps on top of that they yeah. put they put yeah suddenly buckingham has a blimp and the king wants a blimp mm-hmm. and the musketeers have to fly in a blimp across the ocean and yeah. it made me so so i was disappointed and i was also mad and i'm still mad yeah she was so angry every time those unoffensive blimps came onto the screen she would just go <laughs> she just couldn't accept my neck that, hurts from throwing my head back in despair that so they much. made uh, it acceptable for them to have the blimps in the movie they, they didn't they make just, it acceptable it was just a version of a fictional story so, here's my defense. <laughs> well, that a, it's fictional. In a fiction story, surely anything goes in the kind of remake, like, let's just, you know, make these people have snakes, you know, let's just do whatever well, we like. Make people have snakes, like, yeah, just give yeah, everybody like, a literally, snake. literally, any sort of fiction story you can make, you know, I don't know. Okay, but... More in pace, half, half lizards. <laughs> All fiction. All fiction, baby. All fiction. 
Don't, no, don't, don't, don't mess don't, with. Don't, don't you, don't, don't talk about War and Peace. Thank you. Don't you bring War and Peace into <laughs> don't this. You, War and have Peace has done seen, nothing to you. You like the radio adaptation. Have you seen the War and Peace with Audrey Hepburn in it? No. I like watched it along to the radio adaptation. I was oh. like watching along. But um, <laughs> all the people were there like, okay. Natasha, so young and stupid. Um, Okay, but that's that's returned. Sorry, what to are we ter- talking about? <laughs> we're talking about a terrible thing that you made. We're me talking do. about the Three Musketeers. This version that I loved. I just went to the cinema. I can't even. I think I don't think I went on my own, but I basically went on my own. I think I probably bought a dog or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> someone, sure, sure. someone non offensive with me, and I just thought it was brill, and it was just like a fun, like nonsense version. And when the blimps came on, I was like, yeah. Yes, of course, there's actual sea ships under balloons. Like, not even like, they're like, not I even think, like, not even like an airplane or like, not even just like, just like a kind of like a big old fashioned kind of galleon. Yeah. Underneath a big balloon. Imagine, and somehow that yeah, like imagine the Spanish Armada attached to hot air balloons. And that's essentially you've got a quite important plot device in sure, this sure, version sure. of Three Musketeers. And, and every, when it happened, I was just like, yes. well it's because they set it up at the start you know they were on this old mission to venice where they picked up da vinci's plans for the blimp ship yeah and then that was then they built them later and i was like yeah okay okay, you set it up and then it happened it didn't come out of nowhere nowhere just because it didn't come out of the book well you know what i i am not a book purist if people can make changes things i don't actually mind i'm not a book purist tell, tell me a movie from a book that you were like oh that made it better uh okay i catch the castle where they swim in the moat that made it better Bridget's stumped. Yeah. Well, I, I just I'm, don't remember the moat scene. Okay, well, I don't want to have to, like, explain I capture the castle. To the no, it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's a niche reference. It's but, a niche reference, but it's, it's my, it's evidence and it's proof. It's, it's, it's your proof evidence that no one can just... Oh, my God! <laughs> ah! Right. Okay, those were the noises I was making during the film. Don't yeah. take me back to that place, Bridget. My neck hurts enough. Okay. My issue is that things can be like camp and fun if it's fun and it just wasn't. <laughs> it felt so lame. I think that's the thing. It just felt really lame and kind of crap. And you've got really talented people. Yeah, in. You've got names. a hell of a cast. You've got Christoph Waltz playing Cardinal Richelieu, which is amazing casting. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I just love the big the way- kind of baddie of Europe being played by essentially like the big baddie of Europe. Yeah, yeah, I just love the way he was like when he humored the king and stuff like that. He was like, ooh, ooh, like yeah. He was very good at like playing like, like pandering to someone by sure. while being smarter than them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like and that. and uh, Mads Mikkelsen appears as the head of the king of the cardinal's guards, uh, Rochefort. He's uh, just great for a baddie. He's he's great for a baddie, but even he gets to he, like. There's a bit where Richelieu and Rochefort are talking together. They're planning. You've got Christoph Waltz. You know, the possibly the next Blofeld. You've got you've got Mads Mikkelsen. You know the the Bond baddie that kickstarted the the Chief, the bleedy eye. We all remember yeah. that. Um, and it's just a total fart of a scene. Like nothing matters in it. They don't like nothing lasts. The dialogue but is wooden and terrible. Nothing just, matters in this film, Mary. And that's why it's terrible. Okay, you have no, the, co- the no, musketeers. Try. The musk. No, the musketeers. 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 The musketeers. The musketeers. Bring me to tears. Shut up. Okay, here's the thing: the musketeers kill a load of people, and we never see any blood. We never see anything die. 
and nothing matters and at least in Pirates of the Caribbean you had a bit of oh you had like a, it mattered that someone no, got No, Mary's killed. just mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean that she hasn't mentioned yet. Yes, um, this is my theory. Okay, let me tell you a tale, ladies and gentlemen. Once upon a time there was a lovely book called The Three Musketeers by Alexandre Dumas and it was a very nice book and it did very well and there was lots of adaptations of it and everybody was very happy. And then there was a movie called Pirates of the Caribbean, which made a lot of money. And then oh. some people... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! And then some people in Hollywood were like, hmm, wouldn't it be great if we could make more money, but for us, and without having to think up any ideas, I know, let's turn the Three Musketeers into Pirates of the Caribbean. We'll take the supernatural element they have and turn a kind of cyberpunk-style deal uh, not cyberpunk, steampunk. We'll do <laughs> this cyberpunk version of Three Musketeers. She's everybody wearing goggles. This is steampunk. This is steampunk, yes. We're doing what it. is steampunk? <laughs> okay. Right. The, this isn't like the feminist thing, right? There's not, there's not like a Bechdel test for whether a movie is steampunk or not. Okay. Uh, all I can think, all I'm seeing right now is punk in my head. And this is Okay. Punk. No, 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 no. You know, like, um, there's quite a fashion for it recently. Movies set in kind of generic olden times sure. where ladies have wearing like big skirts and things. But yeah, they'll I'm have, in. But they'll have technology that kind of acts like technology we have now, but it'll be like covered in cogs and gears and stuff. So example, see the spinning gun turret on the top of the blimp? Oh, yeah. Have? There's no way that's a thing that could have existed. But they're like, we'll just put in the technology. We'll pretend the technology evolved quicker than it did. So you have like flying blimps and you have like kind of reloading action, kind of AK 47s, but they're like styled like muskets. Wait, I you love look that. So excited. Yeah. And it's so crappy. Wait, how can I see more of this? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Steampunk, me likey. Uh-huh. That makes me think of Game of Thrones, though. They have, like, all these, like, it's all set in, like, kind of medieval times where they're, like, quite uh, developed civilizations yes. and stuff like that. And I'm like, yes. Mm. Okay. Well, what I'm does gonna... it make me think of? Okay, hold on a second. When so there's, that... like, little spies. Like, uh... Milady de Winter? No. What are Northern Lights. About? Northern Lights, yes. Uh, Northern Lights, you can make an argument, is kind of uh, steampunky. Yeah, inspired. when they have the little, like... Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Steampunk. Steampunk. New favourite thing? New favourite thing. Okay. <sighs> right. Where were you? Where, where, where indeed? Where, where Lost are in we? a whirlpool of hate. Probably in a... Going pl- down for the third plimp. time in a fucking channel because I got kicked off the blimp. Yeah. I wouldn't enjoy the blimp. I'm just sealing high <laughs> in my air blimp. My sea blimp. Buckingham built the warship. Oh, Buckingham. Uh, Buckingham played by Orlando Bloom yes beautiful man beautiful man, man. and I enjoy he plays like a little kind of bitchy like uh, man in court who like and he wears all this like extravagant clothes to like yeah. piss off the, the king, the king. In France, and he's yeah. got like massive hair in it and stuff yeah, like yeah. that it's very campy <laughs> it's very very campy I um, love it yeah and I mean he's fine at Mila Jovovich he's, he's fine in it <laughs> she said through gritted teeth pull it out of me um Mila Djokovic Djokovic I think Mila Mila Djokovic as she's known yeah um, just to give her her hereditary pronunciation. <laughs> um, 
She plays a very key character in the book called Milady de Winter, who is a spy for the Cardinal that is kind of romantically involved with one of the musketeers. She's a very kind of cool, kind of evil character. She plays sides. So she's yeah, very, she's like very... a double agent. You never know actually who she's gunning for. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very instrumental in moving the diamonds. The, the, the diamonds, I think, in the book are like sewn into her sleeve or something. And one of the musketeers is to get close enough to like cut the pearls out without her noticing mm-hmm. I believe it's been a long time since I heard Brian since Blessing since you listened to so that I'm going to tape. look up Brian Blessing Brian Blessing reading The Three Musketeers so beautiful um, okay and in this movie she's played by Mia Jovic Mi- Mila Djokovic I think it's like the tennis player yeah okay that makes sense I can't remember the Djokov- the tennis player's the tennis first player. name All right. okay yeah so it's like Mia Djokovic. Well, so Mila. Mila Djokovic. 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 But we don't know. <laughs> we can't. There's, there's literally But no she's way probably listening. <laughs> <laughs> Mila, if you're listening. We're sorry. Just we're, drop us an email we're with very undereducated phonetic, phonetic spelling of your name. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, and she is useless. And she's, as soon as she's on, it's like over the top. And she's like, oh, I... Uh, you know, like the one the musketeers attacks. Yeah, she's got this kind of falsetto voice, and like I will admit, she is not my favorite part of this movie. But so the annoying. one key, or like one of the key women characters, you know, she shouldn't bring down the movie, but <laughs> is carried so well by its male character. <laughs> I just not. I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have a small intermission where Bridget will talk about Matthew McFadden. I, I allow it. I'm allowing it. This man is everything. He is, like, you know the whole dad bod thing? No. Carry on. You haven't heard of the dad bod yeah, thing? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've, refu- I've, re- I've seen it as, uh, every time I've seen an article with dad bod in the headline, I've refused to read it on principle. So I actually know very little about it. It's like the people are talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's got, like, he's, he's got that dad bod charm. Like <laughs> it's not very, you know, it's not very buff. Mm. You know, he's not... He's not an Orlando Bloom pretty face. Sure, sure, sure. But he's got this kind of swagger and he's, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell he's in charge and I love him. I love him, I love him, I love him. I love him. <laughs> Is he's... that the end of the intermission? No, no. Who does he play in the movie, Bridget? He plays Athos. Athos. Uh, uh, I can't say it. He plays Athos. A-T-H-O-S. Athos. Because people are like, Athos. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, I want to say Arthos, but I know it's not Arthos. No, it's Porthos. Porthos. Arthos. Arthos. And the ah just comes out of my throat, like really, ah, Arthos. This is the noise you make whenever you think about Matthew McFit. (laughs) (laughs) But if anybody's looking for any further material on uh, Matthew McFadden, he plays essentially the same character in Ripper Street, which was a Victorian crime drama. On BBC that run for two seasons and then it got cut. <laughs> well, don't end the Matthew McFadden interlude on an intermission on a sorry note. Anyway, it? in the movie, he plays Athos, who's like the leader, and he just, you know, he was the one who was scorned by Lady de Winter. She screwed him over at the start, and then he has to tell young D'Artagnan to fight for love because he got his heart broken. Ugh. And he's like, if you don't have love, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, like, and I'm like, yes, Matthew, tell me more. If I don't have you, what do I have? <laughs> if we don't have each other, Matthew. <laughs> what Matthew. Co- Matthew, Matthew. <laughs> what can we have? 
Matthew McFadden's gone. <laughs> Shag Mary Kilbert did the Three Musketeers. Oh yes. Well, there's a fourth one. Of course, D'Artagnan gets Shag lost. Shag Mary Kilbert taking a cruise, taking a blimp, taking a blimp. <laughs> Who would you take in an air blimp <laughs> <laughs> with a turn of the century or a 18th century uh, ship underneath it? Sure. Um, Shag Mary Kilbert, Shag Aramis, because he's like. Brooding and sexy. And he's like a, kind of like a sexy Orlando Bloom. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he, and he's got this whole priest thing. Yeah, give yeah, up the, good, yeah. Like, like, touches something weird and like, yeah. like, like Catholic uh, background. Yeah, I'm and, feeling it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Shag Aramis, uh, marry Matthew McFadden, <laughs> marry Athos, oh. Athos, <laughs> marry Athos. Um, who do you, who do I you think you? I would kill D'Artagnan because he's annoying and, uh, Take Porthos up in the air blimp because he's a good time. He's funny. <laughs> he is funny. He's he is funny. funny. And he's meant to be funny. He's meant to be the jolly character and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. he actually does it quite well, I thought. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I would take them all in the air blimp. Okay, sorry. Shag Mary Kill. Okay, Shag Mary Kill taking an air blimp. I would take them all in the air blimp. Uh, everyone up in the air blimp. Uh, the whole cast. The whole cast are up in the whole air cast. blimp. Chris Rewalds gets up in the air blimp. The, and then I drive the air blimp into a mountain. Or into an impromptu storm. Into an impromptu storm. Oh, there's like a war. There's like a, a clash between two air blimps, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, we need to get away!" And then this girl's like, "There, maybe." And then there's just suddenly a storm just appears out of nowhere, and then they crash into a church. And it sounds like it should be cool. It sounds like it should be cool, That's- but somehow it's just not. It just sticks with like it, it feels so kind of. I don't know. There's something quite like. TV about the whole thing. It feels all quite kind of cheap. It it's so like Disney. I love it. Mm. It's like Disney approved. I feel like it should have been a cartoon. That was what I was thinking. I was like, this all this this just is like I would watch this animated. If this that had been animated, I would have been having a great time. I know, Mary, but you just prefer life animated. Mm, I do. You you know would rather mm. watch the cartoon version of anything. Mm, most things. Yeah. Come on. That's just not. Wait, that's I'm not a waiting. defense. You know, like you know, whenever the Disney did the version of Robin Hood with animals, yeah, I'd quite like War and Peace with animals. Yeah, Disney style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's long. <laughs> it's a. It's a long. It's a long thing. And then there's that temptation to have the different armies be like different animals, animals little, kind of like Mozart Spiegelman yeah, style. Dude. And then yeah. I get kind of wary on racism. Sure, yeah. And then I got a bit scared. <laughs> People taking sides, animals, like you can't, oh, or Are the dogs Russian? What are you yeah. saying about dogs? What? what are you saying about Russians? Oh, yeah. God. You know, who are the cats? Cunning. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know. Anyway, look, we, we'll work out that out yeah, in development. Let's, let's, we'll just get a broadcaster yeah, attached put, and then uh, we'll, we'll put, we'll, I'll put a pin in that idea. animated warm piece on the back burner. Okay, let me read you out the notes that I wrote. Oh yeah, Mary made like four pages of notes, and every time she something annoyed her on the TV, she was just like, "Ugh," and then started writing, which then annoyed me because I'm like, "Uh, you're clearly not watching a brilliant movie." <laughs> but I was Bridget. I was watching it. <laughs> oh, I was. The first thing I wrote was camp and stupid. Why is Milady in a full Elizabethan dress? Why does she run through a gun tunnel in her full dress? That's the thing. She like she is always wearing this hugely ornate dresses, which would be she would be totally unable to move in, and then she'll do. Something like she like 
jump up in the air and fight like three dudes sword fighting yeah. and it just looks terrible I'm making this movie sound really good yes you I'm are making it sound, I just realised that I'm making it sound awesome and then these air blimps come out of nowhere no! god damn you Paul W.S. Anderson why is it so good on paper yeah but it's just like she's meant to be this kind of badass kind of spy of the time so she has to wear the contemporary costume but she is somehow able using her spy prowess mary mm-hmm. to fight men her bigger than her in her own dress i do you what know what are you saying about remember did you not think that most women could fight men bigger than they are do you not like well is that not your point that she wouldn't be able to do it in the dress huh <laughs> what <laughs> she wouldn't be able Beck to do that <laughs> no no that's not how it works <laughs> Okay, uh, so it's who we are, it's what we do, is said by the musketeers to the other musketeers. Like, that makes any sense. They didn't say the all, father, for, the all for one and one for all enough. I would have I would have quite enjoyed that at the end of almost yes. every scene. <laughs> like, just to say goodbye to each yeah. other. That's they leave. All for one! Uh, there's a chess game between the king and the cardinal, which I reacted to by writing capitals, Ugh, chess game! Uh, the cardinal says the line, evil is a point of view. Um, someone breaks a sword over their knee which I think is impossible I think it's actually quite likely because they do it quite a bit in Game of Thrones and I think it's when those thin fighting swords like like the metal's so thin that you know it cuts you like you know like it's sharp Mm -hmm. but they're quite easy to break okay no one establishes why people miss the musketeers question mark uh, drawn over and highlighted several times. Oh yeah, there's uh, every so often there's a time period goes by in the movie and it'll be like one year later, <sighs> three this weeks movie later. <laughs> thinks its audience is so stupid. I think that's the main thing. There's a lot of cool elements, but the movie just thinks the audience is just so flipping stupid. Every no, single I... time they move somewhere else, we have to get like a gold lettering. You know, Venice, Paris, Normandy. There has to be a shot of a map. We have to see the characters going over the map. We're not trusted enough to take anything kind of from the subtext, from the atmosphere. We're not expected to be a step ahead of the characters. The characters are leading us by the hand through every single step of the movie. Now I get why you like it. Yeah, I was just about to say, Mary. You are think so about, lazy. <laughs> think about what you just said and how much I would like to be led anywhere by Matthew McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> think about what you just said and then just think about what I... And just, just think about you. Just think about me and yeah. how I like to go through life. Led by the hand and things explained with maps and lines and gold lettering and it's all everything I've ever wanted. Oh God. Why are they sticking a flying machine? Why are they sticking a flying machine? Written twice. The, Why is Mila Jovovich in her underwear? Why is the king taking love? She got rid of her big skirts that you were complaining about. <laughs> These stupid, 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 uh, but acceptably cool. I wrote at one stage about the fight between the Arabs. Ah, I will give it. I, there is, a, and James Corden's in it. James Corden's James funny. James funny, but I didn't write that down. Uh, Matthew McFadden has an amazing voice, which you didn't oh. mention in the Matthew McFadden intermission. I know we can't talk about him anymore because we missed the intermission. Hey, so did fucking... the intermission ever really end? <laughs> Not in your Matthew, Mc... <laughs> Matthew McFadden's voice is everything. He's just so gravelly and <laughs> I love him. Okay, uh, I've written so fucking stupid in capitals. Why? Imagine, imagine. Why? Question marks. Why are you making speeches when Rochefort gave you sixty seconds to surrender? Why are you speechifying to each other? Suddenly, a storm. CGI. Mads Mikkelsen dies. <laughs> he like falls from a great height. 
but it's very, this very clear moment where it becomes like not there's like Mads Mikkelsen, then he gets stabbed, then like it turns into like a sim version of Mads Mikkelsen, and then he falls off the top of a church. And you're like, oh, okay, right, well, Mads Mikkelsen is still alive somewhere. Fucking what? And then something about fighting for what you believe in, which I wrote down with such disgust, I blunted my pencil. Aww. It's a sad story. Well, those notes for prosperity. I was just thinking, like, watching the movie, like, I kind of was like, oh, you know, this is a bit bit weak, you know, dialogue's a bit weak, whatever. And then going over it at the end, I've just... I've just flipped completely and I've just been like this movie is perfect and now I want to watch it again and now it's just oh it's so good Bridget what is your favourite deviation from the book Air Blooms no let me think Air Blooms (laughs) (laughs) no no, no, I'm I'm gonna have to press you for your final um, answer, Bridget. Wait, okay. Uh, deviation from the book is gonna be the whole fashion uh, showdown between uh, the king and Buckingham. Uh, Buckingham, and the way the king is meant to be is like this whole kind of little petty little child thing. Or I yeah. think he's much more of a person in the book. Okay, okay, that 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 that's, that that thing makes sense actually. Like adds to to the kind of tension mm-hmm. between Buckingham and the and the king. What was your favorite deviation from the book? <laughs> Airplanes! <laughs> ah. Oh, God. But I, I, the thing is, Bridget, I, I actually haven't read the books. Oh, so I haven't. Oh. Well, there you go. I, I well, know. you see, I, I from reading 100 pages of the book, are clearly better than you <laughs> as a person. And can, from my point of knowledge, you know, my uh-huh. superior. Uh, mental prowess. Granted, uh, I can yeah. tell you that the the movie sticks one hundred percent to the book. Oh really? Yeah, and there are air blimps in the uh, book. Yeah, in the book, uh, it's all there, and uh, they say it says in the you know in the book you know Mila Djokovic dives under uh, a shower of gunfire and survives in full regalia. Okay, so uh, what was your favorite bit and your worst bit then, Mary? It, it goes on for a long time, doesn't it's it? It's a long movie. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. Yeah, even it's 106 minutes, but it's long. Oof, I feel every or, minute. Yeah, yeah. What I think is good. Not yeah, in a good way. A 106 minute movie can feel longer than, you know, what, Lord of the Rings is like two and a half hours? I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't follow that. I'm, I, I'm interested in kind of, I think you're exploring kind of the concept of relativity and things, but I don't Am know. I? I think you might be. That's like Einstein. well, let's let's back off. Then. <laughs> yeah. If we're heading that way, let's not. <laughs> let's put this let's in reverse. Um, and edge away from so, this. favorite bit and least favorite. Bit. Okay, my favorite bit probably. Um, oh, there were so many bits that could have been great. So many favorite bits. So many bits that could have been amazing and just weren't because either D'Artagnan was in them being like young and annoying and stupid, or Mila Jovovich was in them being like overacting and stupid. I just I can't really think of any part of it that I actually enjoyed that was a thing I guess uh Cardinal Richelieu and yeah. Rochefort just for seeing those two just, actors yeah, in the scene you together enjoyed casting yeah I enjoyed the casting I enjoyed the power play I just wanted what was coming out of the noise to be so much better than it was worst uh, bit yeah the bit at the start Mila Jovovich's entrance her like faux flirting with 
Arthos. 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 Was like it's it's telling that we've watched the whole movie and we can't pronounce his name right. Well, everyone does it so naturally, and then I go to do it, and I'm like, oh, Arthos. <laughs> it's just it's so cheesy, and it's so like uh, just it made me really as soon as I saw that that I knew where the movie, what sort of style the movie was going to be, and I thought, oh God. Milady de Winter is one of the best characters ever, and you've got flipping Jovovich, Jovov fucking it up. Ah, uh, poor Mila. Poor, poor, um, poor Mia, poor Mia. My favorite bit is that first fight scene where they all fight with D'Artagnan, you mm. know, in like the yeah. courtyard with like, and the four uh, musketeers went against like 50 of the Cardinal's men. Yeah. Or was it 400? And my least favorite bit is probably every time Matthew McFadden's heart gets broken. <laughs> Which is once, tops twice. But then every time he sees her, it breaks more. Oh, flam. <laughs> well, I already know that. Um... So, were you entertained more than you were annoyed? Nope. <laughs> I'm. I was annoyed more than I've ever been entertained by something. Maybe. Maybe that's. Maybe that is I, that's, I think it's a. What do you call it? A, an achievement. It's a hell of an achievement to yeah. made me feel this so angry. angry. Yeah. And I, to the point that she was lashing out at other people. Like <laughs> you absorbed the anger so much that you had to when, force it, push it out at other people. When did I do that? Too? Just, just snapping at me anytime I said anything about the movie. You were like, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Three Musketeers was was a failure. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Two thumbs all the way down. But down I to hell. Can't crashing down from my fucking airplane. I, you, in the same respect, have failed to convince me that it is not a brilliant movie. That's it okay. Is. That's it okay. Is. You know, so, I, I, I understand why you like it. I ah. will give you that, but I also <laughs> think that you are wrong for oh. those reasons. Okay, Flam, what will we watch next week? Um, well, I was writing around a short list. Oh. Um, thinking I might do a little Lindsay Lohan number. Oh, maybe. Jesus. Yeah, maybe. Without the parent trap. Yeah, um, maybe. Oh, yes, I was going to go for the classic Mean Girls 2. I'm oh. saying all of the movies I have... Um, The queen sent for him. She thanked him and gave him a diamond ring. D'Artagnan put it on and returned to the ball, feeling well contented. He was in favour with the king and Monsieur de Treville, and he had helped his queen when she most needed it. Above all, he had gained the friendship of three brave men, Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. One day, he too would be a musketeer, just like them.